0: Thank you for listening to the Streams Church Weekly Sermon Podcast. We are a community that strives to know Jesus and make Him known. If you like our podcast, subscribe and leave us a great rating on Apple Podcasts. Thank you and we hope you enjoy.
1: All right, so it's Ministry Sunday and we have nachos out there and we have sign-up sheets and you can explore a way that you could really be a great fit for one of our wonderful ministries at streams so give it up again for all these guys all right did you guys like that was that fun all right now the the fun continues we are right in ephesians you can go ahead and turn there with me if you'd like Ephesians chapter 6, Tony did a great job talking about leadership and um, servanthood and all those great things, and I was looking at the end of this, and it talks so much, it talks about the armor of God and spiritual battles and the spiritual realm, and I just thought to myself, I can't cram all of this into one week. So we're going to continue next week in really breaking down the armor of God and what that looks like, Uh, but this is a really great practical lesson, so if you want to take notes, if you want to notes on your phone whatever we're going to go ahead and dive into this let's go ahead and pray heavenly father um, god thank you that we have the victory and um, lord for those who are in battles who are in difficult circumstances i pray that this message would encourage them i pray that we would be sober for the end times and i pray that we'd be sober knowing that you are for us and with us speak to us through your word today in jesus wonderful name amen okay so to start this message we need to kind of create a little bit of a foundation and that foundation is that we do have the victory just like we were singing so um, in Revelations 20 1 through 3 this is what the Bible records that the fate of Satan would be what a cool thing that we know the enemy and what his grand plan is going to be look at how Revelation says this it says I saw an angel coming down from heaven the angel had a key to the bottomless pit, and the angel also had a large chain in his hand. The angel grabbed the dragon, that old snake, also known as the devil or Satan. The angel tied the dragon with a chain for a thousand years and then threw him into the bottomless pit and closed it. That is our enemy's fate, and he knows it, <laughs> and it's recorded. What I think is so interesting is that it's not some big legion of angel <laughs> it's just one angel let's mention and he's not even named I, I wonder like um, Michael the the archangel is having this conversation to God and saying, okay it's time to throw him in the pit who should we get And he's like oh I don't care just pick the new guy you know like <laughs> and the angel just changed but boom like that is our enemy and that who that's who we are um, victorious because of what Christ did in the cross and so I think about um, like the old school days where you have this fight against these two two kids kinda of duking it out and then it just kinda of goes down to be like hey look I'm gonna tell my dad and my dad's gonna beat up your dad you know you, you've seen those old movies right like there's no contest here it's not like a fight like we have the victory so in Ephesians 6 10 It says this Paul's giving us all these great instructions in Ephesians and then he kind of wraps it up he says hey look a final word be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power I'm glad Paul didn't say hey be be strong and study and lean into your ability to memorize all of the Bible and then you will be strong like that would be a task, right? But he says, hey, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. And I think it's I think it's nice to know that God just doesn't put us in front of Satan and say, hey, you go and beat up the devil. You go punch him in the mouth. Like, we don't see that in scripture. Just like if there was some mayhem going on in my neighborhood and like this big biker dude, and da-da-da, I'm not gonna send my 11-year-old son to be like, hey, Miles, go tell him to stop, you know, like, I'm not going to do that, right? And so th- our power and our strength is when we hide behind God and let him do the fighting. Um, Colossians, Paul referenced it, Colossians 3.3, 3, it says, For you died, our old sin nature died, and our life is now hidden with Christ in God. We are actually hidden in Christ so think about that if the enemy wants to do us harm if we are positioned properly there's no way that the enemy is gonna pickpocket us out of Christ that is not gonna happen um but I do also wanna make it very clear and very sobering that Jesus does tell us what the end times are gonna look like and this is a this is a hard passage but in Matthew 24 7 through 14 Jesus describes the end times is this. He says, Nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world. We've been seeing that. But all of this is just the first of the birth pains that will come. Then you will be arrested. So here's where it shifts. It says, Now, like believers, as the end times come, it's going to get worse. We will be arrested. We will be persecuted and killed you will be hated all over the world because you are my followers as followers of Christ this doesn't this isn't good news and he says the result of this persecution he makes it clear he says and many will turn away from me many will turn away from me and they don't turn in away from me and have this great life says they'll turn away from me and they betray and they begin to hate each other. He says, Many false prophets will appear and will deceive many people. Sin will be rampant everywhere, and the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. And the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world, so that all nations will hear it, and then the end will come. And so, I have a huge heart because I want you to endure to the end I want us to endure to the end and I see that you know what this is coming to play like we've seen signs in history and persecution and it's scary and it's like the devil ramps up fear but I wonder like if we're honest with each other like we have the victory We know Satan's fate but we do realize that Jesus is giving us warnings that look being my follower is going to cost us being my follower people will not like you not because of you but because of me and so if we were to be honest would my life be secure enough in my faith to weather persecution like what if they said hey look you can't be an open Christian and work in this company any longer, because our values as a company your book says that these are sin and we can't have that type of animosity going in our company so do you want to renounce this or do you want to stay employed like what if that would happen what if what if the turmoil and we've seen this like think about Nazi Germany people who had a heart for the Jews and wanted to hide hide the Jews and protect the Jews like, their businesses were come against. People in the neighborhood would shun them. Like, what if it got so bad, you invite your, your family to Easter, and they're like, you know what? We just want to play it safe. And we know if we're seen at that Easter Christian event, that's going to bring on persecution and drama on us. And so we're not going to, we don't really want to go to Christmas or Easter. Those are big religious holidays, and it's just not worth that. What would our faith look like? Would we be able to stand and weather that storm? Because that's what Jesus is talking about. I don't know what it's going to look like. But the fact is, is we need to be ready to stand. And so that's why Paul says, hey, here's our part. In 6.11, it says, put on the armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Paul doesn't tell us to try to undo what Jesus said in Matthew 24 he said the end times are going to be bad but the idea here is that we are to stand firm to be rooted and this verb suggests that we are bravely resisting that we're standing face to face against the adversary and the Bible makes it clear that we are given the authority and spiritual weapons to withstand this evil force so the victory is ours our position is standing i have a question for you <laughs> imagine a big huge semi truck like one of those big like 18 wheelers it's fully loaded right what would it take to stop a big huge 18 wheeler truck you got an answer yep. okay tell us <laughs> A simple grenade. A simple grenade. Okay, I like that. Um, I um, had the privilege of um, volunteering to be a fire chaplain at my old town, and this was our crew. I put a little arrow there so you'd be like, I can't find Sean, and that's me. Um, Anyways, uh, I, I interviewed for this, and I became an employee of the city, and I could drive... City vehicles and all this stuff. And it was just really cool to like really love on the, the firefighters and um, to be a part of the community. And um, there was a big fire that really wiped out a lot of homes in this mobile park. And I got to be with them and pray for them. And they gave me this sweet shirt. <laughs> and I got a badge. I put this sucker on. I looked in the mirror and I'm like, oh, I look legit, you know? Like, <laughs> dang. I got a badge. And I think as Christians, like, sometimes we forget. Like, we got a badge, dude. We got God's word. Like, he says, hey, you forget about your shame. Forget about your past. You believe in me and you ask for forgiveness, I'm going to give you a robe of righteousness. That sin is gone. I'm going to give you the authority. I'm going to give you you're gonna be a son and daughter you think about how much protection a son and daughter of like the president or some high elected official have like it's no joke they got secret service and all this stuff but like sometimes I feel like we maybe forget about this but you see these brave police officers and police women if there's a semi truck going right down the road you have this like 150 200 pound person be like nope I don't care how big that semi is I don't care how many cars are behind you if they do this it's time for that truck to stop and we have that same power because what's behind this badge is all of the government authorities and the city elected officials behind this and you don't mess with that and so as our authority in Christ we are not called to take we're not called again to, to beat up the devil but when these trials come we need to stand so we need to take on that righteousness we need to take on who we are and we say you know what you be strong in the Lord you put on the armor of God you stand against the enemy you take up the whole armor of God so that you may be wi- be able to withstand when the enemy comes and after you've done all that you can you keep standing You keep standing, you stay in the game, you acknowledge that Jesus is my hope, he is my future, and he has gone to prepare a place for me. And I will put all of my faith in that. So don't hide your badge in your drawer. Don't keep your Bible on the bookcase. But remind yourself and renewing your mind about who you are in Christ. Because there's lies that the enemy wants to tell us. There's lies, and he wants to bring fear into your life. And fear is, is like, that's a big, big component of his, his tactic. Fear and depression and loneliness. And we need to stand against these lies. Lies that say, you know what, God doesn't love you. If God loved you, why would he let you go through the trauma that he's let you go through? God's just like your, your broken earthly parents or your you know your your dad and your mom who let you down You ha- you haven't done anything you don't deserve this your family will never be saved well you know what that sickness you're never gonna be healed those are lies of the enemy and we need to stand against that we need to speak God's truth and the men's retreat we talked about what it looked like to be restored and renewed and I want to bring up Jeff he came uh, he came to the men's retreat and I thought, you know what, let's have Jeff share a little bit about what that men's ministry and that retreat looked like. So give it up for Jeff.
0: Morning, everybody. Um, so a lot of the people that are close to me in the church already knew my struggle even before I went up to uh, the men's retreat. But uh, for two or three months prior to that, I'd just been really... Um, Kind of struggling with uh, my depression and anxiety it had gotten a little bit out of hand again and uh, to the point where it was hard for me to just leave my house uh, i was missing you know a good bit of work and um, all that sort of stuff and um you know i i kind of started to make some moves to make some corrections in my life um you know uh, i got up to the men's retreat didn't really want to go i never really want to go to be honest with you the the day before uh, but i knew it's where i needed to be you know to to take positive correction and uh just the first day up there i remember the lord uh saying to me just even before the first session started we were we were sitting there praying he's like you're you know through fatigue your love for me has grown cold and uh that just really broke me i, I started uh, breaking down right there started crying um you know and that that was the start you know um other things you know after i got back you know got back on my my medication started doing some counseling and you know, some other things. Um, But uh, going up there was a real kind of breakthrough and kind of just kind of broke that chain again. Um, So if you're in that place, you know, um, the Lord still loves you. He's faithful. Um, And, uh, you know, this world's a a dark place, but he's he's a light, you know, so reach out to somebody if you need some prayer here, if you want to come talk to me. Um, I don't have much wisdom but I can I can pray with you.
1: Amen. You can
0: put that back. There.
1: Thank you, Jeff. I love that because even though he didn't want to go, everything was telling him don't go, don't go, don't go and you just have this like all the reasons you shouldn't. He made that step. And you know what also like I was so just proud of his courage because he texted, you know, a group of guys that said, "Hey, I'm struggling." and I think we when, you, when you're in that place you feel like you're the only one there and then you feel like you know what nobody ever calls me nobody ever cares how are they going to interpret a text like that but the idea is hey we're we need each other I need you there's times that I'm gonna be down and there's gonna be times that you're down and so together we're here to, to be strong together and to really lean on God's strength and so um, verse 12 continues Um, it says that hey look we're not fighting against flesh-and-blood enemies but against evil rulers authorities of the unseen world against mighty powers of this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly realms so Bible scholars look at this and they say you know what there is a structure to the enemy's plan he's not just hodgepodge and so a lot of people feel like that the rulers indicate a top level of spiritual forces Um, authorities refer to like a general force of attacking evil natures um, attacking believers and then cosmic powers and evil heavenly places emphasize that the battle is really beyond the world and so all of this like okay that's great but how do I defend myself like how do I stand strong and I think number one follow Paul's advice like put on God's armor put on God's armor we're gonna be talking about that a lot next week but learn the pieces and like in the shower or when you're getting ready say God I I need your armor and then number two realize and acknowledge that our battle and our conflict our frustrations may not necessarily be against people but is there something else going on is the enemy working and stirring something that we can't always see and I think about all I think about even this room right now um, do you know how many like cell phone signals are flying through the air <laughs> like this little headphone is hooked to there hooked to there hooked to there like all this stuff is invisible like there's TV and radio station signals all over the place it's going all around we don't see all this stuff but if you pick up your phone and you hit call you have some bars and there's service like I wonder if the unseen realms are even more influential to what we can see and I know I make the mistake because I just look at things I see things not working out I'm frustrated I'm tired I'm hungry and oftentimes I'll lash out at those who I love the most who's guilty of that? (laughs) oops (laughs) it's not Susie's fault She's, she's my biggest fan like if there's anyone who cares most that I do well it's her but like we lash out at each other, or we're frustrated at this coworker, or this boss, or this supervisor, or this government, or this government, you know, pf, political party. But God's saying, hey, look, you need to keep your eyes on me. I have the victory, and you just need to stand strong and remain in me. And so, verse 13, it says, Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor. Why? so that you will be able to resist the enemies at the time of evil when he puts those lies in your head you can resist that then after the battle you will be standing firm so think about this let's do a little fill in the blank we should put on God's armor why because we need to stand and resist right and after the battle you need to not necessarily be victorious conquering but you'll be able to stand all the while so Jesus will take care of Satan (laughs) but he says hey look I've given you resources and I've given you tools to handle this and I think there's um, in the church I I see a lot of Christians kind of fit into three different categories when it comes to spiritual realm and spiritual battles Um, number one they're just like you know what all of this stuff seems a little too hokey (laughs) it's a little too much that I can handle so I'm just like gonna pretend like it's not there I'm I don't wanna know it's great and everything but I'm just gonna I'm gonna specifically stay naive about that and I feel like the enemy loves that particular posture because if he can convince everybody that he's not there that he's not a threat that he doesn't want to kill steal and destroy then he has got a place to stay there and so we do need to be wise and if you think about even the animal kingdom Um, Satan is referred to a roaring lion in 1st Peter and you think about a lion how they're hunting they stay camouflaged right so I know we have some youth in here so um, I thought I'd make this little fun activity look at this picture here this is I don't know if it's a wildebeest or what it whatever it is out there (laughs) some wild boar but there's a mountain lion in this picture do you see the mountain lion can you find the mountain lion. If you, if you see the mountain lion, raise your hand. I couldn't find him either. Go, go to the next slide here. He's right there! He's so sneaky! That's a sneaky mountain lion, right? Um, the enemy is also referred to as a serpent, okay? So here's a picture of some leaves. Do you see a copperhead snake in any of that? If you see the snake raise your hand. This one got me. I was like doing this. I'm like I can't find that thing at all. All right. Here it is. There he is. That is so sneaky. Jeez, I couldn't find it. <laughs> is is the enemy more around us than we anticipate? is he around us should that scare us and freak us out and bring a whole mountain load of fear absolutely not but when we go hiking in the woods should we not wear flip-flops yes (laughs) yes please don't wear (laughs) flip-flops so we have the group that says hey look I don't want to know about it I don't care about it like hopefully God will help me and then we have the second group who is like really into this they like think that there's a devil blocking their parking spots and they're like oh I can't get over here the devil made me get a flat tire and the enemy's over everything and they love the supernatural shows and haunted mansion stuff and then they just feed themselves on all this like spiritual supernatural stuff and the enemy's like yeah give me attention I want your praise I want your attention I want you to watch all this stuff like he loves that glory because again it gets your focus off of Christ and so the third category is more of a wise group that says hey look we do have nothing to fear the battle is already won. but I need to stand in my authority and when things are going wrong I need to pause and be like okay Lord What is going on spiritually what is going on have I let anything in in my life have I given an open door to the enemy is there sin that I'm allowing in my life that I need to close do I need to repent from this because when we are hidden with Christ that is our strong place and that is where we need to be that's where we're gonna conquer so in closing where does the enemy hide in your life if the devil was gonna attack you, where would he strike? Would he go after you or the people you love? How does he get you irregulated? How does he knock you off your balance to where you're in a in a place of fear? Is it at nighttime? Is it during certain seasons? Like, man, every Thanksgiving, or maybe it's around an anniversary of uh, a loved one passing away that you're just like man I just feel all this heaviness is it during um, you know what what lies are the enemy speaking to you and during those times it's good to reach out to somebody and say hey look this is coming up could you pray for me and put on putting on your armor and so next week we're gonna talk about those things I'm gonna give you some you know practical instructions on really what to do to to fight that but as the praise team comes up Um, James tells us, in James 4-7, you guys can come on up. um, It says that if we humble ourselves before God and we resist the devil, he will flee from us. And sometimes it just takes that saying, you know what, devil, I resist you. You have to flee, and I'm going to humble myself before God. So before we just go on to all of our activities or What else is in front of us? I just want to take this space that we could just humble ourselves before God and say, is there any sin that I'm allowing in my life? Is there any destruction? Or maybe you have questions about Jesus and you want to say, you know what, I I feel like the enemy is getting me. (laughs) Oh, it's okay. (laughs) That wasn't the devil. See? That wasn't (laughs) the devil that made that happen. (laughs) He just slipped and dropped his guitar. (laughs) But where where's the enemy attacking and where do I need help and maybe if you if you want to commit your life to Christ we're gonna have some people here to pray and I just I just encourage you maybe today we do something different and you come up front and you say you know what I'm I'm doing this as an act of submission and I feel that the enemy is strong in my life and I want deliverance and I just am going to worship God and I'm gonna trust that just as James says, as I resist the devil, that he will flee from me. So go ahead and stand. And we can worship on this song. And again, if you feel like you just want um, to make that declaration, and if you just want to join me up front in prayer and say, you know what, things are going rough in my life, or I, I want to intercede for somebody, and I see you know, this person dealing with sickness or whatever, and I just want to take a stand at, against that, then you're welcome to come on up front.